you. And A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood up and exclaimed, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. As scripture says, rivers of living water will flow from within him who believes in me. He said this in reference to the Spirit that those who came to believe in him were to receive. This was, of course, no spirit yet, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. The Gospel of the Lord. The human brain is so complex along with performing millions of mundane tasks, it composes concertos, issues manifestos, and comes up with elegant solutions to equations. Our brain is the wellspring of all human feelings, behaviors, experiences, as well as repository memory and self-awareness. So it's no surprise that the brain remains a mystery unto itself. Adding to that mystery is the contention that humans only employ about 10% of their brain. If only regular folks could, like us, could figure out a way to tap into that other 90%, scientists would say that we could have like telekinetic powers. Today, the church celebrates the great feast of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the greatest gifts that God gives us, but sadly, like our brain, we employ only a small amount of that gift. The Holy Spirit is the love that gently leads us and teaches us about Jesus. Teaches us about his truth, about sin in each one of our lives. And we celebrate this Pentecost event as the birthday of the church because the Holy Spirit is being poured down upon those apostles in the upper room, leading and guiding the church. And it continues, the Holy Spirit continues to guide the church today. Last week, we celebrated the Feast of the Ascension, Jesus' glorious ascension into heaven. And he instructed his disciples in the Acts of the Apostles to stay in the upper room until I send you the Holy Spirit. And all of these, Paul says, or Luke says, devoted themselves with one accord to prayer, together with some 
women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. Holy Mother Church is built on the foundation stones of these apostles in that upper room. And it's very important for each one of us to know that we are the church too. We're living stones. We are the living stones. So this birthday that the church celebrates is really our birthday. It's because we are those living stones. I wonder what it was like. Really often kind of think, what was it like for them to be gathered up in that upper room with the apostles and Mary? And I'm sure after Jesus' glorious ascension, they probably wondered, when's the Lord going to come? It's been a day. It turned into two, three, nice long retreat. And after 10 days, the Spirit finally ascends on them. And they were watching and waiting with the Mother Mary with one accord, all united. It's important for us to ask, why did they have to wait so long for the Holy Spirit? And I think that God put them in that upper room with Mary so that she could teach them how to pray for the Holy Spirit. And since Mary had already experienced this Pentecostal event at her Annunciation, this tells us that we can look to Mary as well and we can learn more about the Holy Spirit through Mary. I also think that God had them wait so long because he wanted their hearts to burn with desire. The Apostle Paul says that the Holy Spirit intercedes with inexpressible groanings. The apostles had not yet experienced this outpouring of the Spirit like Mary did. And she could increase their desire by sharing the wonderful things that God had done in her life. You can almost hear her saying, can't you? My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has done great things. He has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. We can learn so much about yearning for that desire to have the Holy Spirit. Pentecost, then, is for us today. Pentecost is about giving us new life. It's about a new beginning. It's about a new heart. Pentecost is about an internal transformation. The prophet Ezekiel foretold, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put my spirit within you. You shall be my people and I shall be your God. I will change your heart by putting my spirit within you. The prophet Joel says, I will pour my spirit on all mankind. The Holy Spirit was meant for you. It's meant for me. It's meant for everyone. It really is our birthday.
If modern science tells us that we only use about 10% of our brain power, and what a wonderful gift our brain is, then I wonder what our great physician Jesus would say about how we use the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit that he freely gave us. Jesus showed us there are three ways that we can become more in touch with this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. The first thing that Jesus did was that he was always obedient to the Father. Everything that he did was out of obedience to the Father. That tells us that we must be obedient to the Father in everything that we do. Jesus instructed us in the way, the truth, and the life. So we must learn to follow Jesus in the way, the truth, and the life. The second thing that Jesus did was that he spent a large amount of time in prayer alone. He daily prayed by himself. He was one with the Father and listened to the Father for guidance and direction. Everything that he did was because the Father told him to do it. Are we listening to God for direction in our lives? Or are we trying to control our lives by doing it our way? And the third thing that Jesus did was that he frequented the temple often and he was always in community with the people. That tells us that we must stay connected to our brothers and sisters in the church to fully benefit from this wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. You absolutely, 100%, cannot do this by yourself. We are pilgrims on a journey. And we are, our destination is eternal life. And the only way that we can make it through this life and into the next is to be guided by the Holy Spirit through obedience, prayer, church, and our brothers and sisters. The will of God is this. The will of God wants our holiness. We are called to be holy. That's what Paul tells us in Galatians. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to transform you and I into holy men and women. This is our destiny. The veil has been ripped apart by Jesus' death, resurrection, and glorious ascension. There is no veil between us and God now. As one of my favorite authors on the Holy Spirit, Luis Martinez says, the Holy Spirit is the delightful guest of the soul. Or as St. Cyril of Jerusalem on his catechesis on the Holy Spirit writes, our divine teacher holds his soul within the souls of those who ask him and who really want to have him as their teacher. His action is preceded by the beaming rays of his light and knowledge. He comes with the truth of the real protector, for he comes to save, to heal, to teach, to counsel, to strengthen, to console, to illumine in the first place the mind of the person who receives him, and through that person's words, the minds of others. 
let us be changed by the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. Let us be changed by what we are about to receive in a few minutes in the Holy Eucharist. As we receive Jesus in a few minutes, let us ask him to enlarge our vessels so that we will see God's presence everywhere. Let us pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the whole of the church. Let us pray that we will allow the fruits of the Spirit to grow within each one of us so that we will become all that God intends us to be. Amen.